Hello listeners, John Power here, host of the How To Hobby podcast, and I want to be the first to welcome you to Platform How To Hobby. Wherever you are, we want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving from both Sean and I, and remember to be thankful and joyful with everything you have in your life. This episode is going to remind you that and more as we dive into the top inventions of 2022 and walk through what we're most thankful for this year. We hope you enjoy and happy Thanksgiving. Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, joined by my co-host tonight, Sean Bennett, and we're here to bring you a platform you've never experienced. We are the How To Hobby Boys, here to bring you some joys, and it's Thanksgiving. We just want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. We're excited to dive into some uh, amazing technology we found on the interwebs that we're going to break down with you tonight. We're also going to talk about what we're thankful for this year going into Thanksgiving. So without further ado, Sean, welcome to the show tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm I'm feeling really good going into... Thanksgiving week. This is a really good time. It's finally, finally starting to get cold. As cold as we get here, this is my absolute favorite time of the year. It gets dark really early. It gets cold really early. You wake up in the morning, you just take the dog out, and your fingers are getting kind of numb. It's just absolutely my favorite time of year. And I feel I feel myself get happier as the year gets towards Christmas season. I was just shopping at Hobby Lobby a couple of days ago and I got to their Christmas pillow section and man, there was just something that warmed my heart knowing we're almost into the Christmas season. It's yes. just it's my favorite time of year. It just makes me giddy like a little kid. I, I know I'm right there with you. We've already got the Christmas decorations up here at the house. We're not really going to spend much Christmas here in Arizona. So we, we did it early. We got mm. it. We're going back to be with family in for, for most of Christmas. So we're, we, we had to sell, you got to experience Christmas in your own house. You know, you got it. It's, it's, it's There's, a must. It, it is a must. There's something cathartic about the decorating, the getting ready for the holidays. We're going to be decorating this Friday. So after Thanksgiving, it's kind of a family tradition. I've had my whole life uh, with my parents. We always do black Friday is when we usually get the tree out. Uh, we have a, a fake tree that has lights pre-built in, um, I've done cutting my own tree down. It's just easier with our budget, you know, to to just do a recurring uh, tree every year. That's kind of paid itself off at this point. Um, But yeah, Yeah. I I still really, really love doing it. We do rope lights up the railing all the way up the stairs. And my mom, my mom has uh, nutcrackers that she puts all over the place. It's just, it's my favorite time of the year. We just had a full cord of wood delivered so we can actually start doing some fires at night. Uh, You know, get that living room nice and roasty toasty. So I'm, I'm, I, I, this is my favorite time of year. Like I, I'm just so stoked that we finally made it. I know. I know we're, we are here. It's, for all those who were who are fearing that we may not, we are here and we wish you the best wherever you are and what you have going on this year as we go into much happier times for for many reasons. I mean, we have Thanksgiving, uh, you got a lot of pie, you got a lot of food, and then you go right into Christmas and it's the same thing. It's like the two best holidays sandwiched into one season. Everybody feels it. I could feel it at work today. I was 
there was just something in the air. People were excited. You know, you felt that kind of, ah, well, if it's not done yet, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's well, just not happening. <laughs> it's not happening this week. <laughs> <laughs> that Those are my favorite times. There's the, the team building aspects you get of everyone kind of coming together and recognizing, look, it's the week before a holiday. None of us are going to get anything done. It's totally acceptable. We're all just going to hang out. We're going to have a good time. We're going to make friends and we're going to, you know, do what we can, but within reason it's a holiday coming up. Those are some of the greatest work moments when you can talk about your plans and what you're going to do. It's, it just makes me warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a good time. So we've had a number of things happen here coming into November that are also pretty, pretty sweet, depending on who you ask. Um, For all you space nerds out there, which I am one, Artemis just launched and we are going back to the moon. If you haven't seen the video, I encourage you to go check it out. Uh, Northrop Grumman actually produced the two side boosters uh, and they end up producing, they're the two solid state boosters that produce about 75% of the thrust of the entire mm. vehicle. So that was pretty cool to see. We had a whole watch party uh, on site at, at That's NGHQ. Awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. I didn't know that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't, uh, John and I were talking before we started recording. And to me, I, I find space interesting, but I've never been interested in space launches or watching them. Uh, I don't know why it's just, it's never hit the dopamine part of my brain. So when you said it, I was like, well, it's Artemis. I don't, I don't know what's going on. So I'm, I know all of you nerds out there can put me to shame. I, I, I didn't know, but I'm, I'm going to make it a, a task for the next week before we get back on. I'm going to watch the launch and I'm going to have something to talk about next week when we get on. That sounds, that sounds good. I'll, I will. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Uh, the cool thing about the Artemis system is it's using a lot of parts from the original Apollo uh, hmm. era of, you know, when we were launching the space shuttle. So all kind of like that tech and, um, and that's why it's Artemis. So it's kind of like the, the vice versa, the next phase. And clearly we've come a long way since launching to the moon back then, just as far as technology. So now it's, you have a ton. And so this launch was fully autonomous. We're going to go around the moon. And that's actually where the the capsule is right now. I think it's, I forget what the name of the capsule is, but you know, they have a name for every section mm-hmm. and it go, it's going to go around the moon a couple times in an orbit and then launch itself back. And the plan for this one is to eventually it will be the craft to take us to Mars. Got so that it. is the, the end goal here, but we will be sending people back to the moon within the next few years to do a lot more in-depth research. That's really, really cool. So, yeah, I mean, amazing stuff to come. I mean, it's just, it it's only been uh, way, a couple billion dollars over budget and, and 10 years late or something, but. <laughs> what What's new? What's new when it comes to, to aerospace and space travel? They always tend to be over budget and past the, the allotted time. Yeah, that is true. Is what it is. You know, you always, the thing is you always end up running into more problems than you thought you would. And that's what slows it down. But the engineers on that kept pushing through and got it done. And it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it went down without a hitch. I will say that there was no explosions. So don't be looking. But Good. the the power of that. Oh, man, I would love to see one of these in person fire off. I mean, it probably just reverberates through your chest. Mm-hmm. Just so much thrust. I, I don't know. 
it's amazing. Well, again, when you're used to seeing like SpaceX, they they have decently sized rockets, but they're only going to outer, you know, low Earth orbits yeah. compared to actually going to far. I mean, they have they have some coming out that can do much further, but most of their stuff is just servicing the um, ISS. Yep. So anyway. Yep, definitely check it out if you haven't. We'll post a link down the show notes. And without any more to talk about, when we're talking about just the beautiful things in introduction land, we're going to dive through our social media to start this one off hot. If you are enjoying this program, wherever you're digesting the podcast, we would love to get some five-star reviews. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're all about here on the show. So if you, uh, if you feel so inclined, leave us a like and or follow us. And the best place to get in touch with us is through our website and our Gmail account. Our Gmail is howtohobbypodcast at gmail.com where Sean is always watching the comms like a hawk waiting for even the smallest nibble. And uh, the website is howtohobbypodcast.com and we have just so much fun diving into the world with you guys of hobbying. So anytime you have any questions, comments, concerns about the show, that's the best way to get in touch with us. And we do have Twitter and Instagram as well, as well at how to hobby podcast tonight. We're going to be talking to you about some fun stuff also going on this or that went on this year. And we're going to be walking through some of the time magazine awarded Best Inventions of 2022, which is quite a read. Uh, they, this this article included 200 innovations, and and they were things that changed how we live as people. That's kind of their criteria. So 200, we walked through Sean and I with uh, with thorough pens and picked some of our favorites. So tonight we're going to walk you through some of the ones that stuck out to us, but we'd encourage you to also take a read and see what you what you think there um yeah, it's it's really good to check in on lists like this you know of the top 200 tech inventions or top like top lists are really important to look at especially if it's an area you may not know much about because it's a really quick way to go man there is a lot of stuff happening in transportation or entertainment or food that I didn't even know was a thing. I mean, some of the products that I went through in this list, I didn't even know that there was a problem that needed to be fixed, <laughs> right? Like I was looking at, I'm like, this is crazy. The one of the products we'll talk about is something I never thought I'd ever need, but now that I know that it exists, I really want one. So it's important to go through these lists and take the time. It's kind of nerdy, but you know, if you've got nothing on your, nothing to do, uh, just just start googling top tech inventions 2022 top top inventions top things like that and uh, it, it's just fun to sit and, and read through definitely and i think well i'm excited along with the listeners to find out what you're really nerding out about from this <laughs> list because i don't even know so it, i want to know what you want and ha now have on your christmas list for the me go, i can go ahead and jump into it because i'm right. excited <laughs> let's <laughs> jump into it with sean's first pick for me, it is a product called the Kohler Perfect Fill. Oh. I have never in my life thought that I'd ever want this product, but <laughs> now I do. So I'm just going to read the quick blurb from time. Uh, your fridge and your thermostat are smart. 
why not your bathtub too? Kohler created Perfect Fill, a system with a digital valve, a smart drain, and an app that can draw a bath with the click of a button or a voice command when paired with Google Assistant or Alexa. Perfect Fill controls the bath's depth and temperature and can remember up to 10 presettings. Shortcuts to users has got preferences, so you can draw a warm, shallow bath for the kids after dinner and a hot, deep one for yourself after they're in bed. Compatible with Kohler tubs. Now, is this, you know, probably totally unnecessary? Yes. We can manually, you know, turn a tub on. But I see this as you can manually turn a tub on. It's like you could say you can manually turn a TV on. But it's really nice to have a remote control so you can sit back and do it from your from your recliner, right? If I could just sit downstairs and I could be making dinner and I can go, man, you know what sounds really good? I want to draw a warm bath. And yes, as a full grown man, six foot two, too many pounds. <laughs> I love a warm bath. So if I oh. could just sit there at the table, I could be eating dinner and I can go ahead and just click the buttons and know I don't have to go do it. I don't have to wait for the water to warm up. I can just go ahead and draw the perfect temp bath to the perfect depth that I want. I'm doing it. Like I, I your exact I, preferences. <laughs> I want it. Exactly. Lukewarm. Exactly. Shallow. I mean, if, if we can do <laughs> shallow, if we can do, you know, temperature controlled and, you know, even um, hardness controlled for the different sides of your bed where you can do like you and your significant other can have different temperatures and, and hardness or softness settings. I want to be able to do the same thing for my bathtub. I, I think it is so smart. I, I think it's a smart idea. I've seen Kohler when I did my stint in the project engineering world. I did see some things that were neat uh, on the new. So in the, I was putting in modern condominiums. Hmm. So some okay. of the technology that they had regarding the water closet, I was surprised. Like there was just a lot more tech than I ever would imagine from, yeah, knowing how much hot water, cold water people are using. I mean, they, they have it down to a science. So I'm not surprised now they're bringing it down to the to the now to your fingertips because yeah it was like you could do a lot of this stuff i don't think it was run your own bath yet but you could definitely mm -hmm. monitor like what your hot water levels were and there was some interesting stuff so uh and then of course they know how much to charge you which is yeah, the of course <laughs> no free water in modern condominiums people if you're wondering no. if you're not going to get that nice if you go to the you stay in the 1950s to 1960s you're going to be good unless they've done a re, a revamp of the property, which sometimes they do do this because they can charge you for water. But until then, you are. Have you ever lived in a, a free water no, complex? I've I haven't. Uh, I've always lived in a house or an apartment where they charge each each apartment has its own water meter and its own power meter, so that you can you know they are very good at making sure you pay for whatever your utilities are, uh, but. I could definitely see them installing the new systems to know exactly how much to charge you. Well, it doesn't surprise me. No. Yeah. And it, and they do. So anyway, I like this product, Sean. I think uh, it's, it's good. I, I definitely could see it being for a nice one for the ladies. Like you just, you want to draw that, that hot bat or, or a nice six, two yep, six uh, two. man. There, there's no, there should be no problem for either to enjoy a nice warm. I do like bats. I haven't done it enough. We have a really nice big tub and mm -hmm. I haven't even used it yet. So I, I need to take it upon myself to this holiday season, dive into the, into the tub. Um, 
Well, anything more to say about that one? I mean, anything you think the, the listeners might be interested in perspective wise? I mean, no, it has I mean, Google Assistant and Alexa <laughs> built in too. It does. The, uh, you know, for anyone out there who might be concerned of like giving away too much to the internet or giving away too much to, you know, like power control devices, you can just go turn the bath on yourself. I think that there are certain areas in life where having like you being able to use Google Assistant or open an app on your phone can be really helpful. For me, I would like to have this. I probably wouldn't get it because the upfront cost wouldn't be worth it for me. But if I were a lot busier maybe, or I was an athlete that was going to be doing hot or cold baths a lot. I think, you know, if it would be really nice to be able to, in your middle of training or while you're eating dinner, draw a cold bath, draw a hot bath, to be able to start multitasking. So if you have a really busy schedule, products like this can help. So you don't even have to do this, but if this sparks an idea in your head of, oh, I really wish I could do this start Googling it because before today, I didn't know that you could do an auto-filled tub. So there may be a product <laughs> for you that you don't know you need yet. You Google it, you could find it. So that that's my recommendation. Well, I love it. This is, this is wonderful. I am going to dive into my product here after, uh, after Sean's starting it off hot. Uh, this is one for your, for your loved one who may be a little bit nerdy, uh, may like some things that are a little bit different. It's called the Hover Pen 2.0. It's inspired by spacecraft, sci-fi, and all things cosmos. So pretty much what this is, listeners, is a pen that levitates based on engineering. Uh, there's a 23.5 degree angle that somehow I, they haven't... They, they they have some magic dust here. There's some magnets that they've used to make sure that it it perfectly hovers. So it's hovering at a, a, a it's like resisting gravity is pretty much how it works. So I don't know if that, it's going to be much better if you go to the link in the, in the show notes, but it's at a slight angle and apparently it is resisting the natural gravitational pull of the earth spinning. So that's pretty sweet. And again, they're saying it's balanced thanks to painstaking craftsmanship. It defies gravity and makes it impossible to ignore. It'll also spin. So for all those people that like to like fidget with things, you can twist the pen and it spins for up to 20 seconds in flawless kinetic motion. So I'm a big fan of pens, Sean. I don't know... I like, I don't know how you feel. We've never really talked about this. This is not something we've dove into on the podcast yet. But uh, like, we have talked about how we like good craftsmanship. Mm -hmm. This is a single piece of aircraft grade aluminum. So again, it's ticking that note of, or, you know, tickling the the fancy of all those guys out there or, or girls that like quality com componentry or, or really nice material. Um, but additionally... There's something about actually physically writing for me and, and putting something down on paper that's different than going on your phone and, and being surrounded by such a world where it's all about what you're doing on your phone, what you're doing on your computer, using your keyboard to type 800 words a second. Uh, it's nice to pull out the pen and, and have a list. I have a list that I run through with a pen and paper at work for tasks. 
Um, and I just find it, it's a good way to kind of keep things moving. And it does give me like using again, like the physical touch aspect, I guess, of something that's I'm interacting with. And I'm also keeping up my art of my handwriting. I've been, I've been getting a lot more into cursive writing again, because I want to keep it alive in my, Mm -hmm. in my bones, in my life. (laughs) Well, they don't teach it anymore. So some, some of us have to keep it alive that's you right know, you know the, the, eventually it's going to become an ancient language that nobody will be able to read and we're going to be the lone ones that can i agree i do really like having a pen i find that for me it's not necessarily the physical aspect of writing although i think there is something to it about helping you remember tasks better when you physically written it out versus typing it down for me i find it so much easier to get distracted when i'm pulling my phone up to take a note Ah, And either a text came in or uh, Instagram came in or I swiped to look at an email. If I just keep my phone down and I pick up a pen and I write what I would have written on my phone, it keeps me less distracted. So that for me, like this would be a beautiful gift for somebody to get somebody who sits at a desk regularly, whether they're at home or in an office. Like this is beautiful craftsmanship. It's just it's so beautiful the way that they did it is gorgeous and would be such a cool statement piece would have people coming by and asking about it it would inspire you to look at its creativity and try and design other cool things like i think this would be a fantastic gift for for the budding engineer (laughs) i love it yeah no it's definitely very cool and yeah something i'm with you i so on that note of getting distracted you know what i've been doing recently sean Hmm. I've been utilizing the focus. So Apple has this new thing built into their iOS that came out, I think two or three iterations ago, mm-hmm. but you can set a focus. So pretty much what it does, it silences everything except approved people. And I have one set for work. So the only people that can get through are like my wife and family, Smart. but everything else just gets, and man, I'm telling you, I don't even when you don't have that constant pop, even if it's just a second, right? I'm like, oh, what is that? Yeah. I, I feel like I'm getting much more consistent time in just like on a task, which is great. And yep. I think uh, if you haven't utilized that, does, does, you're a, an Android user, correct? Yes, yes. Android has two things that I use. They have Do Not Disturb, which is what I turn on. It automatically turns on at 8.30 every night and turns off at 7.30 the next morning. And that silences all notifications other than phone calls. So I, that way, in case somebody emergency needs to get a hold of me, I'll be able to answer the phone. But if you text, send me Instagram or any other, I won't see it at all unless I manually go to the app. Then Android also has something called focus mode, which is where you wow. set, you can set three different focus modes. Like I have one for work and I had one for, you know, like personal stuff around the house. And that actually turns off any app you don't want access to. So if I say I want to sit at work and I don't want to even have Instagram as an option, I hit focus mode. I turn that on. And now when I go to Instagram, the app is actually grayed out. And if I click it, I have to, I'm redirected back to focus mode to turn it off. So wow. I have to actively allow myself back into the app. And it keeps you, because we all have that train motion where you're like, you have, you're a little bit bored. You open up your phone and you find you magically go to the app that you use most often, whether it's texting or Instagram or anything like that. That's a really hard habit to break. So I just make it so the app straight up doesn't work. I only have like 
texting calls, email, Google, like those are the only ones that work when I turn it nice. on. No, that's great. So Apple just ripped right off Android then because it's the same thing. It's do not disturb. <laughs> and then the focus, yep. you can set your number of focuses. <laughs> anyway, regardless, they rip off. Everybody rips off each other in the tech industry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But what a great, I'm glad everybody has it because what a great thing. It definitely ups your productivity and keeps you from getting it. Uh, again, I agree with what you said. We have a tendency to just Pavlog's dog. You pick that thing up, you check it. Yep. Every single, and and if you don't have the ding-dings and the ring-rings, and by the way, listeners, with machine learning these days, they know, like, if you pick it up, they have data now to know, oh, when he picks it up, that's when I'm going to hit him with the bing, bing, bing. You better believe those algorithms are running in the phone. So, And that's why you'll notice a lot of times if you pick up your phone, you'll get three or four notifications. So just leave it on the ground is what I say. Don't touch the brick. (laughs) Don't touch it. Stay away from it. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Sean. So what's your next top tech of 2022? Mine is something that most of us probably won't ever get to use, but I think it's an incredibly important piece of tech to highlight. And especially coming from the world where we did, where we spent, you know, four years working in gas turbines for aircraft. That was what we did for military and commercial aircraft and then power generation. Like we spent a lot of time in our lives looking and talking about gas turbines and looking at, you know, making it so the planes can get off the ground. And I found in the transportation section of this list, something called the Magnix 350 and 650. And they are, uh, Magnix has developed, and that's Magnix M-A-G-N-I-X, has developed a family of flight-proven electric propulsion units and energy storage systems for commercial aviation. So if you actually go to their website and you just look up Magnix 650-350, it looks like, ironically, it kind of looks like a gas turbine. You know, it looks like <laughs> the, the outer ring of the gas turbine, but uh, it's a fully electric way to fly planes. And I think that is so cool that this product exists in, you know, we have it in the car market, we have it in the truck market. Now it's finding its way into the aviation market where you can not use any fuel except for the electricity and be able to fly planes. I think that is, it's just really cool. And it's something to keep your eye on because uh, transportation is one of the highest uh greenhouse gas contributors in the world it's not it's cars is a small is a significant portion of it but the biggest portion of greenhouse gas actually comes from transporting goods trains trucks Mm. planes those are where most of our greenhouse gas emissions come from so if you can have a portion of that market where commercial aviation is going to be electrically powered I think that is a game changer if they can show that it works and that it's sustainable. Tesla truck, all the all the various ways they're they're kind of highlighting or they're they're running towards this. Let's make the planes electric, let's make the uh trucks for transportation electric, let's make I'm, I'm they already have a lot of electric trains, but yep. Um yeah, no, this is great, Sean. I again, what a great product, what a great idea. I'd love to see it in action. It just kind of makes me want to see what they they can do in real life but a really great idea out of washington yep out of everett washington which is actually where my mom's from so uh, there you go kind of funny shout out to sean's mom 
and her her area. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, so they they have a great story. If it, we'll link their uh, their website, and it kind of talks about how they their journey began and and how they got to be where they are today. So that's really cool. Definitely hats off to them, and and I hope they can keep pushing the boundaries of transportation because I agree, Sean, it's very important and we need to understand how it's impacting the various uh, things we interact with constantly, the climate, yep. the, our natural resources. So yeah, well, I'm going to dive into my final product of the night. This one is no surprise related to one of my favorite activities and it's bike riding this is the cav portola and it is a completely 3d printed customized to your exact measurements bicycle helmet so instead of having the little dial on the back you have to dial in your uh your tension level they they send you a an, a kit and, uh, and do a virtual one-on-one -on -one fit session with you to establish your custom helmet measurements. So all that to say, it's the CAV custom helmet, cavsports.com. We'll link it below. But this was definitely one of our, um, one of the things that really stuck out to me. I mean, a really cool idea. I love 3D print technology. I've been able to utilize it at work a lot for prototyping. And it's just such an amazing amazing way to use uh, technology to create something custom. And, and in this case, it's a full, the entire helmet is one piece. And so that's how they're able to establish the, and you can see more on the website. Um, but it's safe. One of their top questions are, is a 3d printed helmet safe? The Cav Portola helmet is at a minimum 25% more impact resistance than what is required by industry standards. So yes, it definitely is. Uh, and they're using a proprietary carbon fiber reinforced copo, oh, copolymers, copo, <laughs> are optimized for both rat, uh, rotational and linear forces. Nice. So that's cool. It looks so really sleek too. Like you... I recommend anyone listening, go to their website. This thing looks super futuristic and looks really protective too. Oh, More yeah. More protective it's... than my standard bike helmet that I got from Walmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I wouldn't recommend it. Now they have the amazing um, MIPS protection unit. So, so it actually protects the MIPS system. It actually rotates on your head. And so, so if you take an impact... Um, your head sometimes slightly rotates and it can't if you don't have a, a, a plane that separates the solidness of the helmet mm -hmm. and your skull. So that's what the MIPS system does. If you've probably seen it, maybe it's not just a branding thing. It actually is well, uh, well, it's good tech. So this has that as an option as well, which is, which is great. Um, Sean, you wear a Walmart helmet? I think I do. I might have gotten it at Target, maybe, but it was just I needed a helmet so that I was safe. I've, I've like fallen... a huffy helmet. 
I don't. It's let's have just say skulls it's, it's and crossbones on it. It's not good looking. Uh, it's it's a really plain, just regular bicycle helmet. Nothing fancy. Uh, well, it does have the little fin on the front, acting as like a little visor. Oh, I mean, that's, I like the I like the fin. Yeah. I like yeah, the sun it, fin. That's, yeah, that's it's nice. it's pretty nice. Uh, I wouldn't say it's anything special, and I've had it for a while, but it is kind of annoying having to adjust it. Because uh, I also feel like depending on whether I want to wear a hat or my hair is going crazy, or it's been a while since I've had a haircut, having to adjust it every time does get kind of annoying. So it'd be kind of nice to have a customized. And I did see one of the questions was, what if I want to wear a cap or cut my hair? Will my custom fit cycling helmet still fit? And it says, we're eliminating excess material with a custom fit cycling helmet. Your helmet will still have micro adjustments tailored perfectly to your head, giving you the ability to make it tight or looser. So you can have micro adjustments, but it's basically a, a one for one fit to your head. Yeah. Well, and there, there was another question regarding exactly what Sean was talking about. What if I want to wear a cap or cut my hair? Will my custom fit cycling helmet still fit? They say they're eliminating, eliminating the excess material with the custom fit cycling helmet. The helmet will still have micro adjustments tailored perfectly to your head giving you the ability to make it tighter or looser. And I think they do this through, um, let's see, they fit perfect. We design the cap or tell how much change and grow with you. Hmm. So there's custom pads that allow for four to six millimeters of adjustments from original fit, no dials, no straps, no headaches. So, oh, wait, does this not have, oh, it does have straps. I was about to say, they said no straps. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> that sounds a little dangerous. It Portola. just suction, suction cups to the top of your head. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be honest though. The first, the first guy, I'm not so sure it's fitting him that great. I don't know. What do you think, Sean? On the website. I he's think in the orange. Yeah. I think it, that. It looks like it fits him, but I, I don't know. From the front, it's kind of harder to tell. The side profile on the woman definitely looks like it's sleek and fits her yeah. head. The yeah. front looks a little little questionable. And the guy. back, too, of the one guy. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting tech. We're highlighting it, but we're... I don't know. I don't have a Portola. And I don't know if I'd spend... It's 245 on Black Friday deal. It's normally, I think, 320 mm -hmm. So that is quite the... Uh, upfront cost but hey it's probably super sleek and light and all that all those things i tend to go to the i'm not a, i'm not like you sean i don't go to target or walmart but <laughs> i typically do go to the bike shop at end of the year and try and get the end of the year clearance because they're usually Smart. closing out all yep. and you can get it like 50 percent off or sometimes sadly you can go and find a bike shop that's closing and they're liquidating and you can get all the goods that you need, mm -hmm. which is eh, sad, but it's part of life, right, listeners? So that's pretty much it, Sean. I mean, anything more to say about the cab or any of these amazing inventions of 2022? No, I just think it's really cool that all of these products are being produced, that they are excelling like they are. I know John and I are only touching on a couple because we don't want to take you know the excitement away from anyone else listening to... You know, go down the list and find your own cool products. Um, I will say just a tip. Uh, Time does want you to create an account to view up to three articles, and then you have to pay to do more. But what you can do is if you go to the, the link, it'll basically give you the product name, and then you can go to the website, and you can learn all about it. So just a little tip there. 
for any other future listeners who are you know looking at other lists of other tech or other I don't know top recipes of 2022 uh if you run into a paywall you can usually get around them that's right we're all about getting around those paywalls listeners packing it full of value as always well sean let's let's end the show off here with an amazing segment something that i know i'm looking forward to talking to you about let's get real intimate we're going to talk about the things that we're thankful for this year, where we're at, where our headspace is at, because every single year we're growing, we're, we're, we're juking and jiving and we're doing crazy feats. Every time we do a, a crazy feat or eat a crazy new thing, our perspective grows and we change. So Sean, what are you really thankful for coming into this, into this Thanksgiving? I am incredibly thankful for the experience I've been able to have in the last couple of months, having been unemployed, I think that it's been incredibly scary for me, you know, coming into quitting my job, not having, not knowing what I want to do or where I want to go. And it has been, you know, very nerve wracking, especially looking at the money and it's just scary. And, you know, when I look back, I kind of get kind of panicky, but I can really look at all of the experiences I've been able to have. I mean, being able to go out to my grandparents for a week and just pick up and I don't have to work. I can just sit there all day long and hang out with my grandpa and shoot guns and talk about the Navy and, you know, listen to his life. Sorry. I don't have to worry about having to go to the back room to work, take a phone call or whatever it is. I, I'm really, really thankful for that. And I'm, you know, so I'm thankful for all the family and friends that I have, but the one thing that I'm most thankful for this year, and I've really discovered this in the last month or two, is recognizing in myself the things that make me happy and pushing myself to do those things. You know, I I really, really enjoy doing, experiencing new things by myself. I'm very much the black sheep in my family where I don't, I love to do things by myself. Everyone else wants to have somebody else with them. But I prefer going on the hike by myself and experiencing anything by myself. I mean, I just bought tickets to go out to Mon Montana next March to a hunting convention by myself. I'm just going to go like that. It's <laughs> the it. most most of the exciting thing that I've done. And my mom looked at me. And she's like, man, you're you're a bigger man than I because I couldn't do that by myself. And I was like, because <laughs> she, she asked, what are you going to do? Who are you going to talk to? I was like, well, I'm going to meet people. I'm going to try and, you know, make some friends and sit around a campfire and try and listen to some stories. She was like, man, that's, I can't imagine doing that. So for me, I'm most thankful for getting to recognize who I am, the things I enjoy, and then really pushing myself to explore those and just grow as a person. Wow. That is wonderful, Sean. Uh, great, great perspective as always. Um, I don't even know how I, how I, uh, I'm not trying, we're never trying to top anything. I just, I'm, I'm very impressed. I think for myself this year, it's been a, I can definitely resonate with you on not the being unemployed aspect, but just the understanding of what you love about what you're doing. And really this show has continued to show me the joys that hobbies bring all the time in my own life and and how I can look at those and see how thankful I am for them, for the experiences they're giving me. So some of mine, um, 
I am thankful for my bike. Um, and, and as a whole, what I would say is transportation in general, I'm just more and more thankful for as I get older because my family is far away. So mm-hmm. the, the fact that I just bought a ticket to be able to go see my, some of my family in on the East coast, the fact that I can jump on a plane flight and enjoy one of the great creations of, of this, this world and, and fly across the United States in five hours compared to taking four days in a car. It's, it's just such a blessing. And it's something that I, I never take for granted. We, we talked to captain Ox about this a little bit on our episode with him. If you haven't listened to that one, we, we definitely recommend that, that segment. He was a great guy. And and we talked a little bit about this and, and the joys, but even, even kind of delineating it a bit, my bike, my car, you know, when I have those opportunities, the more I kind of understand, I want to interact with these things in a meaningful way. I want to be intentional about them. The more I find joy in each one individually. So when I'm riding to work, and even though it's the most monotonous and boring ride, knowing that I'm saving gas, I'm using my own body, and I'm interacting with something that I enjoy and have built an enjoyment over kind of this long journey of almost like blood, sweat, and tears, because it's not, you don't just wake up and say, I'm going to ride my bike to work every day. And we've talked about this as well Mm -hmm. on this show. Um, it, It takes some time. It takes some energy, some effort. And especially when you're not feeling well, um, I didn't sleep very well this last week because the, the kids have been under the weather and not sleeping at night. So getting on the bike one of the days was, it just was terrible. It felt really bad, but you know, I still did it and I could still do it. My body still handled it, but it was like, <laughs> man, I have no sleep right now. I'm, mm-hmm. this is, this is unbelievable. So on in the same vein, that's my first Sean, the transportation. Uh, I am thankful for my community as you, as you said, uh, my family, my friends, uh, you, of course, the best co-host in the land and, um, and the listeners and then everybody that's taking time to listen to us. Cause I know this means so much to both me and you right now. So we're thankful for you guys. And I just want to highlight you. Um, but to finish off, I am thankful for again, a technology advance advancement. I'm thankful for my computer. The fact that I can interact with this show with you across we're not in the same room. We're we're able to through technology look at each other and and turn on our our webcams. And there's something to that because we've been intentional about doing it every single week. And it's not it's the same thing with the transportation. It's not always easy. It's not always oh I want to do it. But the moment you get into it and you get locked in, the joy you feel, and I know that we feel together mutually. It's such an amazing exchange. And so I'm thankful for my computer and believe it or not, I've been gaming on the weekends more and I've been able to fire up my old. So my favorite game of all time is Halo, the Halo series. So I, I started online gaming in Halo two. And for me, that was an amazing technology advancement. I was able to meet so many people have a lot of fun. And that was my high school experience. I did all of my crazy outdoor stuff up until, I don't even know, I was probably 15. And then I got really into gaming. And not that I didn't go outside anymore. I still did. But 
man, I spent a lot of time and got very good at Halo. And now I can jump on there and through the beauty of technology, play every single one of the games in perfect 60 frames per second on my key, my PC. And I was just, I just met a guy and he even asked me, he's like, how long have you been playing this? And I was like, a long time, man. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm not gonna, it's a humble, uh, a humble toot. I'm pretty good at halo listeners. I'm pretty good. So it's it's still one of those things that just brings me a lot of joy. And that that ends out my Thanksgiving list of 2022. It's perfect. I I am also thankful for you and this podcast and the listeners. It's just been really, really fun. And I'm excited that you've been able to game again. Uh, I started getting back into it. Uh, I started playing Assassin's Creed again. And then, uh, you know, started realizing my laptop's not quite up to snuff for that yet. Uh, I've got to wait until I have a better gaming PC. But what I did do is take our old Xbox and actually I have it now permanently on my desk. And I have an HDMI that I can route to the monitor that we're currently talking on right now uh, so that I can uh, game in my room just sitting at Perfect. my computer. And it's really, really nice. I've always had to have a TV and it's always been a shared space. But now that I have, you know, my own setup here. Uh, I can just hop on whenever I want, and it's really, really cool. I'm not doing online games. I'm just doing the storylines of the Call of Duties and the Assassin's Creed, but it's still really fun, and I enjoy it. So uh, I just think it's so cool that we have access to the technology that we do nowadays. Well, and 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 to that, ending ending off, Sean and, and listeners, we this show is all about spreading joy. We've, we've always talked about it. What we want is... We want to encourage you to do the things that bring you joy. So that's really what this is all about. This has been our vision for this show. We want to encourage you to find the things that bring you joy, whether it's through the show or not. Maybe this show just even sparks an inkling of a thought. Oh, I really should find the thing that clicks with me. That's that's enough. That's what this is all about. And I think Mm -hmm. it's these little things, simple, like people don't, you know, a lot of people have an opinion about gaming. Oh, it's so negative. Oh, it's got this and that. And I've got nothing but positive things to say about the overall experience when you do it within good measure. I mean, there's always too much of something, any anything on this planet. You can do too much, even over training. Like, that's something that I struggle with, Sean, is knowing when to cut off the I got to do activities. Like, I just always want to do activities all the time. Whether it's, oh, I got to do another ride today or I got to, you know, I did something this morning. It's hard for me to not do something in the afternoon. Like I want to go and and sometimes it's important to also just cut it and say, oh, no, I'm going to sit on the couch and just relax. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot to unpack. And we try and do it every single week here on the platform. If you guys have had some encouragement based on what Sean and I have talked about tonight, then we're happy to hear it. And we also want to know what your shared Thanksgiving moments are, what you're thankful for this year. If you could just leave us some comments, uh, send Sean and I an email or reach out to us through our website. We'd love to hear and, and hear how, what specific things in your life are bringing you joy. So with that, Sean, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. 
And I hope all of you listeners have a wonderful Thanksgiving as well, wherever you are around the world. Let's go uh, have some fun at the World Cup because <laughs> we can all come around that. We all have a, a, a horse in the game in that, in that. So that's something really cool that's happening. And until next time, you know where to find us at the How to Hobby Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How to Hobby Podcast. We hope you enjoyed what you've heard. And if you did, please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review and or follow us wherever you digest your podcast. We'll catch you next time. And wherever you are, we wish you the best. Thanks for listening.